sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. On The Boob Group, we are constantly talking about how important breastfeeding support is for a new mom. Beyond a partner and family, a mother support network of other women can be absolutely critical in how she views her success as a breastfeeding mother. As we talk about these mama tribes today, we couldn't think of a better tribeswoman to lead this discussion than Abby Thiering, or as you might know her, the badass breastfeeder. Today we are discussing finding your breastfeeding mama tribe. This is The Boob Group, episode 97. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. We would love to give a thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined our Boob Group Club. Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can subscribe to our monthly newsletter for a chance to win a membership to our club each month. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free app available in the Android and iTunes Marketplace. Today we are joined by three lovely panelists in the studio. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? My name is Tiffany. I'm 37 and a stay-at-home mom. 36, not quite 37, sorry. <laughs> Jumped ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> I have one little boy and he's just uh, just shy of 14 months. All right. My name is Chelsea and I am 27 and I work part-time as an administrator for a church and I have one little boy, Addison, who is eight months old. All right. My name is Rosie. Uh, I'm 26 years old. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have one lovely boy over here with me. He's 22 months old, and he's Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a couple little cuties in the in the studio today. I'm sorry you can't see them, Abby. <laughs> me too. I know. And um, and I'd also like to introduce MJ, who is our producer, and she's going to talk a little bit about our virtual panelist program. Yes. Well, our virtual panelist program has flourished and grown because of all of the online mamas that are supporting each other. Um, it's kind of like a little sneak preview of our show. We'll try and give a little some tips that we learn from our 
experts, but otherwise the um, VPs are kind of doing the same thing that our in-studio panelists are doing. They're making time to um, be here or be online, um, share their experiences. Um, they're they're actually like helping each other, reading each other's comments and questions and engaging and supporting. And it's just really awesome because it's totally an extension of our show um, for supporting each other. So if you can't be in the studio, if you're not local, um, you can still be a part of the show and give your opinions and just help, you know, normalize another mama out there. Um, and we may even read your comment on uh, the show while we record. Um, so check out the boobgroup.com under the community tab. More info for the VP program and possible perks for participation. All right. Thanks a lot, MJ. Yes. <coughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So here's a question from one of our listeners. This is from Rachel. I need some help. My daughter has co-slept with us since three months, and she's now seven months old. Within the last week, she has woken up every one to two hours. She's never slept through the night, and I don't expect her to. But she went from sleeping three to six hours of restful sleep to constant waking and comfort nursing. I tried to move her to her pack and play to sleep because I thought maybe my husband and I might have been too much stimulation for her, but I really miss having her in our bed. She sleeps about the same there, and I don't think that it's because she's not used to being in there yet. I just don't know what to expect. People I know are telling me to night wean and let her cry it out, but I don't feel like crying it out is an option. Maybe some advice from women who've been here would be helpful, um, advice that doesn't involve crying it out. I'm okay with not getting sleep, but I just want to make sure that I'm doing what's best for her. Hi, group listeners. This is Veronica Tingsline, international board-certified lactation consultant, owner of the original Comfort Food in San Diego, California. Rachel, just want to answer your question Continue to co-sleep with your baby if that's what you want. You've got to realize that babies' sleep patterns become disturbed with any type of physical, mental, or emotional growth spurt. Your baby's waking up now every one to two hours, not just to comfort nurse, but because something is disrupting their sleep cycle, whether it's tooth cutting, whether it's um, a new milestone that they're going to, you know, learn how to do like crawling or sitting up or rolling over. Sometimes when they're having physical growth spurts, just like when you were a teenager, if you can remember back to that point, when you're growing, your body also hurts. So you've got to realize that what your baby was doing just a couple of weeks ago, sleeping through the night, three or four hours long, was really in preparation for this new growth cycle, um, whether it's physical or mental or emotional. So rest assured that, you know, whether your baby was co-sleeping with you or in the pack and play, your baby's going to be doing the same thing and is going to want to comfort um, nonetheless. 
So might as well go ahead and put your baby right there next to you. Forget about what other people say. A lot of people who didn't co-sleep or didn't breastfeed don't understand that this is what babies go through because what they were doing is overstuffing their babies with the bottle or putting them in another room and ignoring their baby's cries. Quiet out is really never a good answer because when your baby loses trust emotionally in you when their needs are not being met. So just go ahead and listen to your motherly instincts and continue to do what you've always done. Hope this helps. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today in the Brew Group, we're discussing finding your breastfeeding mama tribe. Our expert, Abby Thiering, started the wildly popular blog and Facebook page, The Badass Breastfeeder, after her son Jack was born and she had a rough start to breastfeeding. Now she's inspiring breastfeeding mothers around the world to seek support, normalize breastfeeding in public, and practice gentle parenting. Thanks for joining us, Abby, and welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me and making me sound so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. Really cool to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> you are awesome. Um, so, Abby, one of your main premises for your website and Facebook page is to support women along their breastfeeding journeys, whether it's breastfeeding at home, in public, half bre- you know, partial breastfeeding, exclusive breastfeeding, you, you know, pumping, all that kind of stuff. So why do you think woman-to-woman support is so important? Well, I think woman-to-woman support is really important because, the, you know, these, these are the women who, these are the people who know exactly what we're going through. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to, um, to do something like this in this like day and age where we're so isolated from each other and, you know, just the normal advancement of society, we, we don't connect as well. And, uh, I think that we struggle more with breastfeeding and having somebody that has truly walked in our shoes and just having that connection, just knowing that they're there sometimes makes all of the difference between, you know, success and, I don't want to say failure, but, you know, success and and struggling Um, because really no one, really no one's alone in this. There's, you know, there's women breastfeeding all over, all over the planet (laughs) Um, and just connecting with them, um, at least from my experience, has really made all of the difference in being successful. And from what I hear from other moms. Absolutely. And how important is to find a mama tribe of like-minded women? Well, I know, I mean, I know for myself speaking from my own experience, that this gave me the confidence to really parent the way that I wanted to. Um, It helped me to figure out what my priorities really were. It helped me to, you know, question the things that that were going wrong and question the things that felt wrong and being able to talk to somebody face to face, you know, a spirit, a human being right next to me, you know, going, oh yeah, I have those exact same, you know, feelings, fears, and struggles. And um, it's, you know, they've given me, my mom and tribe has given me really the I mean, they're really the ones who, who started the badass breastfeeder. They're, they gave me this, you know, this wild confidence to say like, okay, well, you know, 
I want to take action. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely have confidence. So it's awesome that you have this amazing group behind you because I, you know, putting yourself out there like that must have been pretty scary. Yeah, it was really scary because you don't know what you don't know what the reaction is going to be. And still now, when there's you know there's such positive reactions, it's still it's still nerve wracking. Like, okay, what are people going? But, you know, because there's so much taboo and so much misinformation surrounding these topics. It's like you don't know what people are going to say. Yeah. And having, you know, a group of people that support you and are always pumping you up and, you know, helping you through the rough times, it's it's really why, you know, women can keep going. Absolutely. And, and if local friends and family aren't necessarily the women that a, a mom would include in her mama tribe, where, where, uh, where else can she find these supportive women? Uh, look harder. Yeah. You know, I think, I think they're every, they're, you know, like-minded moms are everywhere. And it's really important to, I I think, to remember that our mama tribe doesn't necessarily have to be these women that are, you know, our soulmates. You know, when you're a parent, you don't have friendships like you did when you were 16, you know, where you're together all the time and you're spilling your guts out to each other and you're, you know, it's this huge emotional ride. Well, it's an emotional ride. (laughs) That part is the same. But, you know, they don't have to, you know, parent precisely the way that we that we do. It's about human connection and you know, it's just about finding moms, other moms who want to connect and forming an emotional bond around, around being a parent and around breastfeeding. If this is the, you know, the breastfeeding mama tribe that you're looking for and um, they're everywhere, they're everywhere. You know, you can look everywhere, go, they're in your neighborhood. They're just, they're just like you. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to, they don't know where to look. Um, and obviously now that we have, you know, the online community, it's really easy to go online. Well, I don't want to say really easy, but you know, it's, it's easier now you can go online and find people who I found people who live down the street <laughs> on the Facebook page, like the Facebook page of 130,000 people. Some woman's like, Hey, that looks like that park next to mine. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> now I have a friend down the street now. Oh, because that's awesome. We found each other on the internet, which is so backwards. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it works now. It works. It, you know, it, it does work. All right. So, ladies, I'd love to open it up to our panelists in the studio now. So, ladies, where where did you find your mama tribe? Tiffany. Um, I kind of created my own, actually. Nice. Um, I had to move from Illinois. Actually, I was in Great Lakes when I had my son. Uh, and moved back to California, which is originally where I'm from when he was 10 days old. And so I had discovered Abby, um, Abby's blog, and it just really inspired me to find my own tribe. And so as soon as I got to San Diego, I realized there wasn't one. And so I kind of just started it. And I had met a couple of women through other Facebook groups. I think baby wearing was probably one of the ones that helped kind of connect me with some women that we're like-minded mamas and so it just kind of expanded from there and that's how I kind of found my tribe. So. Oh cool. How about you Chelsea? Um, for me I think I kind of found it through two different ways and the we took a like a you know a class for um, our birth and the other couples in the class the um, the m- other moms in the group were just people that were we were all similar in age and just you know it was all our first kids and kind of similar life paths and what we were how we were wanting to like birth our children and kind of raise them so um, I found a tribe through that and then through um, there's a Wednesday support group uh, that I go to as well and so I started going to that when my son was three weeks old and he's eight months old now and I've been going ever since awesome how about you Rosie 
I found my mama tribe online from the internet because uh, we moved from California to Tennessee when Nikki was a month old, and we live in the countryside, uh, so it's really hard to find people. And when you find one, like they're like spread apart. So I just like let me just go online, and then I stumbled across Abby's group, and then I started my network there. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so. Co- and then you ended up moving back here. Yep, and we're moving back to Tennessee again next month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> we just um, love moving around. And your your mama tribe goes right with you. Yeah, that's right. I don't That's have a to really worry good point. about it. Yeah, that's a really good point. And ladies, um, who would you consider part of your mama tribe? Are these women? You know, we're talking about local moms. We're talking about online. Um, wh- what would you, who would you consider part of this, Tiffany? For me, I would say probably the women that I'm closest to are local. It's important to me that. Um, that my core mama tribe is are people that I get to interact with on a fairly regular basis. Internet is fantastic, and sometimes that's your only option when you're dealing with sick kids or transportation issues or what have you, but I think it's also really important to try and connect uh, face-to-face. I need that. And so those are the people that are closest to me are the ones that I do actually get together with in addition to um, keeping in touch with online through Facebook. So, Cool. How about you, Chelsea? Um, I think for me, I have kind of a group um, of people that, you know, are both online and then in, in person. And I think I probably find, even though I find support through both avenues, the people that I actually know in person that I can, like, see and talk to, I think I've definitely found the most breastfeeding support through that just because I think it's so visual and something that I needed help with, like, to visually learn and see. And so to interact with moms in just a real way with that was so huge for me that that's been just such a huge support. Cool. How about you, Rosie? Well, most of my mama tribes are online, and uh, it's really make it easy for me. But, like, right now, I met with Tiffany, and it's really wonderful when you can just go hang out, sit in the park, talk, and, you know, you get face-to-face, a real-life person. I mean, the people that you met on the internet, they're real-life too, but (laughs) (laughs) it's nice to see them in person and hug them and everything, so it's really wonderful. Yeah. MJ, do we have a virtual panelist um, who's responding to our questions? We do. Miss Pippa Hartridge, who's been um, doing a lot online for us today, but she said, I would include Robin and MJ as part of my tribe. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. I know. (laughs) Even though, she says, even though we've never met and are unlikely to ever meet, because I think she's in London, and uh, we live continents apart, so yeah. Oh, that's I so know. nice. Isn't I love it. Nice? We're tribes, women. <laughs> um, so back at you, Abby. So how important is a mama tribe in influencing a mother's view of her own breastfeeding success and determining her breastfeeding duration? Do you think? Oh well, I think other mothers have a huge influence, for better or for worse, as they say. Um, and it's really incredible what women suddenly feel they can accomplish when they're sitting with another mother who is supportive of their choices. Um, You know, and maybe she doesn't even choose those things, but she's supportive and encouraging of you. Um, And for me, I connected with a bunch of women who wanted to practice childhood weaning. And it was very easy for me. Well, it was very difficult for me when I first started breastfeeding. I was like, I want to make it a year. And breastfeeding past a year to me seemed kind of weird. You know, because you don't see it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That seems kind of weird. We don't really do that. Um, <laughs> and the, I started connecting with women who wanted to do it and were, do, and were doing it. And so it became very easy for me to imagine myself doing that. And then, you know, I settled right into it. 
um, I have to imagine if I had connected with women who weren't supportive of breastfeeding that, that I might not have chosen to be where I am right now. Um, and I think this is where we get into being supportive, even if someone is not going to choose something that we would choose for ourselves. You know, when I meet somebody in the, in the neighborhood park who says she's, you know, wants to breastfeed for six months, I don't, you know, start lecturing her about, you know, breastfeeding and natural term breastfeeding or anything. You know, I tell her that it's a beautiful thing that her and her baby get to make this decision for themselves. And I encourage her to listen, you know, to her gut and to, you know, block everyone else out. And, you know, then I pull her down and I breastfeed my two and a half year old. And, (laughs) you know, she might not choose that for herself, but then she sees somebody doing it, you know, a normal person and a normal day doing it in the park. And, you know, maybe now it's within her realm of possibilities. Again, she might not choose it, but it's like, oh, okay, here's something that I didn't really know people did. And now I'm seeing it happen. So they have a huge influence. Yeah, I think so too. My sister lives in Oregon and everyone that she's friends with, they all practice, you know, extended breastfeeding or whatever the whatever the most comfortable term is for everyone to say but anything sure. after after a sure. year normal breastfeeding you know after a year and um but my group in San Diego was not necessarily practicing that and so when I look at my sister now I'm like it's so much easier for her to continue this breastfeeding journey because she is surrounded by everyone else is doing it so why not um and it, it she definitely has commented how much support she feels when she um is surrounded by these women that she that are her friends up there. So absolutely, I think you make a really, really valid point. Um, All right, when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Abby about finding your mama tribe. All right, well, welcome back to the show. We are chatting with Abby Thiering, the badass breastfeeder, and we are talking about finding your breastfeeding mama tribe. So Abby, how can a mama tribe help a mom overcome breastfeeding challenges, both small and large? Uh, well, I, a friend of mine is a lactation consultant and she told me one time she, there was a woman in our neighborhood who needed help and she was like, Oh, connect with this woman. And I said, well, I'll try to find her a lactation consultant. She said, well, you can connect with her. And I was like, no, I don't know what to tell her. <laughs> I don't know how to, te- you know, I don't know how to get her through these struggles, struggles. And she said, you know, sometimes all a mother needs is another mother to sit with her, you know? And I was like, it really blew me away. Cause I said, you know, I thought, you know, you're, you're so right because, I remember when I was having big struggles with Jack and I was at home all by myself and I was on the internet, I'm Googling, you know, everything in the book. Like, why is my baby crazy? Like, why is he not? Like, you know, I, I didn't know what I was, you know, I didn't know the answers. I didn't even know the questions. I didn't know what questions I had. So I went to a La Leche League meeting and, you know, I'm all like nervous and anxious about everything's going wrong. And, um, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's a normal struggle. You know, everything's fine, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And it was like somebody was just looking at me going, you know, every, everything's fine, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, we don't need to be hospitalized. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I thought there was, an, you know, like this huge emergency. And it just, you know, face-to-face human contact. And, you know, obviously, Mama Tribes are all over, including online. But face-to-face human contact, for me took the chaos factor down like 50 notches. It just immediately like popped my anxiety bubble. And, you know, I think somebody else is saying like, oh yeah, I've been there. That really sucked. Or, you know, (laughs) we worked it out eventually. I mean, that can really get you out of your head, which unfortunately a lot of breastfeeding struggles are in your head. And not to say that, you know, you're creating them yourself, but you're so nervous and you don't know, you don't know the answers. And, you know, you just don't know what to do. So you get like nervous and anxious and then it turns into this whole circular thing. And 
you know, I think that, and also for, for, for large struggles, you know, that are, that are not, that are, you know, that are beyond, you know, just feeling nervous about stuff, having that human connection and taking that stretch stress off can, you know, help you move toward actually problem solving with a professional or whatever you need. Definitely. Ladies, what, what support do you seek from your mama tribe? Um, does it differ based on the type of interaction you're having with these women? For example, in person versus online versus support group? Um, Chelsea? Um, the, I think for me, the, the type of support you're kind of, I'm usually looking for is like, am I crazy? (laughs) You know, and, and interacting with other moms, you're like, okay, I'm not like completely losing my mind. (laughs) Other moms are going through this, you know, other kids, you know, have different struggles and, and reach milestones at different points. Like there's just such a wide range of normal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that helps so much. And I think it probably definitely differs for me versus what I put out um, kind of online and people that I know um, that kind of, you know, know me as a person a little bit more and know maybe more of like my story. Um, Because online can sometimes only communicate so much emotion Mm -hmm. um, or you have people that are having other emotions at the same time that might not um, be as understanding as what you're trying to say or you don't type something correctly and things can kind of get blown up that are unnecessary. So I tend to try to be cautious about things that I put kind of in writing versus people that I'm talking with because it's easier to be like, oh, wait, wait, like totally didn't mean something like that versus, you know, trying to correct something that's kind of just out there. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Rosie? Well, where I come from, breastfeeding up until five years old is really normal. So when I move over here and people smirk at me when I breastfeed my newborn, so... I just look around uh, the support from every other woman that I can met. Like, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, just a support like that. Like, I'm a mother, and I have the right to feed my baby whenever he's hungry. And just like everybody else, you can walk down the street with some tacos in your hand and stuff <laughs> like that. Why can't I walk down the street feeding my baby? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just no difference if you're feeding your baby a formula or something. So, that's mostly. Uh, the support that I needed so just want to make sure I'm I'm not alone and like wherever you are in this part of the world like there's somebody out there that's doing the same thing very cool how about you Tiffany um I think I definitely look for different support online as opposed to in person um I if I'm looking for a specific question and I've been very blessed I haven't had many challenges in the breastfeeding department thank goodness um but you know parenting questions and sleep questions and if I have a specific question I definitely tend to kind of put it out in my online mama tribe because I feel like I can get a variety of answers that way I don't tend to put the frustrated vent things in that kind of a forum I feel like there's enough negativity out there in the world and I don't need to contribute to it so um you know I generally save those for calling my girlfriend or going oh my gosh I'm just having the worst day ever you know or or whatever so I think for me it definitely is very different in that respect yeah it's great for crowdsourcing online. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So Absolutely. great for crowdsourcing, finding well, information. Yeah, and it definitely makes you feel, you know, it gets back to that whole you feel kind of normal because you realize there's such a wide range of normal and so many different, you know, experiences. And once you kind of see that, when you ask a question and there's such a wide variety of experience and answers, you're like, okay, well, we fell in the middle of that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So clearly we must not be failing. You know, we must be doing something all right. So. Yeah. 
MJ. makes you feel better too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right? You know, it's I don't have a VP, but I I myself dealing with um, low milk supply from when I first had Jason. Um, I surrounded myself with um, exclusively breastfeeding moms, but I also found um, online a um, low milk supply support group, and oh my god, it was just like these are my people, you know, like at that point in time. So I think sometimes you you know when you do have certain issues, it is really nice to be around the people that have the same issues however I mean all of us have issues with breastfeeding so even being around the mamas who were able to just take out their boob and and you know nurse right away where I was taking out a supplemental nursing system you know I still felt normal with them because they made me feel normal and they encouraged me and and you know it they, what they were doing was hard and what I was doing was hard so it was it was really nice to you know to have that um, balance of the people that you you know are really um, you know you make you make real good contact with and then the people that are, are just kind of like you know they're they're in your realm but they're maybe a little farther away than what you're doing yeah, so absolutely um, and speaking of whipping your boob out so Abby <laughs> how, how can the support of a mama tribe help a mother overcome her fears of breastfeeding in public no well that's just that's all about empowerment and you know women women supporting each other in finding a mama tribe face-to-face mama tribe and then you know that to me that's the kind of thing that has to be face-to-face well you know it's better to be face-to-face because because you're going out in public and and you know to be with people and with other breastfeeding moms um that kind of empowerment I think when is just unbreakable I mean it's it's really unbelievable the things I mean I've been breastfeeding for in public for two and a half years. And even to this day, I mean, people think, oh, you're the badass breastfeeder. You breastfeed, you know, standing on your head. And I, I mean, I don't. I breastfeed like a normal person. And I, when I'm on a crowded bus, I feel like, oh, God, you know, Jack, please stop crying. <laughs> and, and, you know, I feel that, I feel that kind of pressure of like, oh, God, okay, we're going to breastfeed here. And, you know, I do it. But I feel, you know, when I'm with my, with my friends, I feel completely different you know it's a it's a magical thing when I'm by myself a lot of times people are not really know it's more about me kind of being nervous about it most of the time people don't really pay attention to me um and I don't hide it you know I don't I don't you know I'm not I don't go into another room or whatever um or wait till I get home I you know I'll just breastfeed wherever I am but I feel like people don't really notice maybe it's a big city thing um, but when I'm with my, with my friends, I feel like people notice in a really beautiful way. Um, even when I'm with my friends and we're kind of all nursing at the same time, my husband's like, where's the camera? Where's the camera? We got to, let's take a picture of this. Cause this is so cool. And like people passing by, you know, will smile and they'll kind of look like, Oh, look at these, you know, women and we're all smiling, we're all glowing. And, um, you know, it's like, it's like people can tell there's some sort of like energy going on. And uh, it's not like, you know, it's not like going out and having drinks with your friends. You know, there's so much, there's so much stigma really around breastfeeding in public still, I think not with everyone. Um, but I think when you, when you're doing it, whether you do it for this reason or not, it is your little, it's a little bit of your act of, you know, civil disobedience <laughs> where you're, you know, you're normalizing breastfeeding for people. You're exposing them to something that they might not see. You know, a group of, you know, your mama tribe can be two people, but I mean, two, three, four, five, six women breastfeeding toddlers is, you know, you're exposing them to something that 
most people don't see. You don't really see that around. And so with a group, it like symbolizes everything about, I think, this breastfeeding movement and, you know, people being happy and proud and empowered and supporting each other and taking a stand and sort of taking it to the streets. You know, I mean, this is, this is where I get a little very passionate about um, <laughs> breastfeeding in public and kind of, you know, the overall societal changes and, uh, in, you know, impact it makes. But, but I think it's a, it's a very powerful thing. We, um, our support group that we have on Wednesdays that Chelsea had mentioned, it's so cool. We have a bunch of women with, you know, children who are not in their infant stage, you know, they're five, six, seven months, up to a year. Um, and they, and they kind of indoctrinate the moms with the younger babies, um, into, um, going out to lunch afterwards after the group. And we've totally changed, like, this neighborhood that our group is in is awesome because they're so used to the breastfeeding moms coming out on Wednesday afternoons that, I mean, they, I mean, they even, they send people to the support group. Like it's awesome. And so um, it's just such a great way of helping these moms with younger babies get over their fears because they see all these other women um, breastfeeding in public and it's no big deal. So I just think, you know, power in numbers too. Like it definitely helps you overcome your fear if you're not the only one doing it. Um, so it's, it's really cool. I'm so grateful for these women for doing this for our, our women in our community because it really, I think it has made such a powerful difference. So, um, so ladies, how, how has your mama tribe to help you along your breastfeeding journey? Have you, and have you been able to help mamas as well? Do you think, um, Chelsea? Um, my tribe has definitely helped me. I think, um, kind of talking about what you were talking about with the nursing in public, my first kind of experience of nursing in public and feeling kind of confident was when I had gone out with all of the other mamas from my um, birthing class and we went to Balboa Park and, you know, we were right there for the whole day. So all of us just, you know, and every time a baby sees another baby eating, it's like they want to <laughs> eat too. So we're just, you know, everywhere we go, we're just feeding these babies. And it, that gave me the confidence, I think, being with all those other moms doing the same thing, just living life, doing, you know, going to the park like normal people and feeding you know, my baby, however I choose to, and doing that without a cover just kind of gave me the confidence to be like, I can do this. It's okay. People aren't going to like throw stones at me. You know, (laughs) it's, it's all right. But I felt the confidence to do it because I was with other people doing it. And I think as far as, as helping other moms as well, just, you know, I've had other friends have babies and it's like, I pretty much only know like two moms out of, you know, all the moms that I know that haven't really had struggles breastfeeding. Everyone else has had, um, pretty, pretty tough journeys, especially at the beginning and just being able to be there and be like, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's, it stinks and it's really rough and, you know, it can be really hard, but if you're willing to work at it, um, it can get so much better. Like it does get better. And, um, you know, you, you can do this. It will take work usually, you know, you've got to, to put in the effort and it's a relationship with your kid and, and learning to trust your baby and to trust your body. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you, if you, if you're willing to do it, then it will get better. You know, you will survive. (laughs) You will survive. Your baby will survive. And there's people here to help you do that. Absolutely. How about you, Tiffany? I think for me, the big, the biggest um, impact that my mama tribe has had on me is the idea of, you know, natural term breastfeeding. It probably would have never occurred to me prior to getting pregnant to, or even after having my son to breastfeed him for as long. And now I'm sitting here saying my minimum goal is two and a half. You know, I mean, I'm not even 
I'm hoping that that's as, you know, as the littlest amount that we go in. And if he wants to breastfeed longer than that, then great. I'm totally fine with that. And I think that um, I would have never even considered that had I not been kind of exposed to my mama tribe and different women, you know, breastfeeding three-year-olds, four-year-olds. And I think that that's awesome that that's now an option. So I think for me, that's been the biggest thing. One of my girlfriends I met through my mama tribe, um, one of my really close friends, actually really blessed me a few weeks ago. She had said that um, I really helped her have the confidence to nurse in public because I always looked like it was no big deal. And I had shared something at one point about being nervous in a situation. But, you know, I still breastfed my son. But in the back of my mind, I'm going those people over there might not really like what's about to happen. And, you know, I mean, I still did it. And it was funny. I had said something about that to her. And she goes, you know, I'm glad you said that because you always seem so confident. And it's like no big deal. And it's kind of nice to know that you do kind of have a split second. I said, well, sure. I mean, of course, I'm going to kind of wonder, oh, I hope nobody's going to give me any issues. And thank God nobody has. But but I'm still going to do what I need to do. And so it was kind of nice to hear that, you know, for her, it was also very empowering to see me breastfeeding confidently in all the situations. So that was kind of nice. Absolutely. Uh, MJ, you had something you wanted to add. Yes. Miss Stacy Spensley, she commented and said um, a huge part um, was helping me feel more comfortable nursing in public. Um, her mama tribe helped her with nursing in public, and she also got to connect with um, moms um, as a donor, as a milk donor, which is, um, is a really special re- relationship, she said. Awesome. And just as a side note, Stacy's the spearhead of our uh, of our nursing in public after um, after our breastfeeding support group. So that's so cool. She's following along. I love it. Um, all right. And ladies, do you think you would be where you are right now on this breastfeeding journey without your mama tribe? Tiffany? Absolutely not. I, I can honestly say I don't think that like I said, I don't think it would have occurred to me to continue breastfeeding this long. You know, I mean, maybe I would have followed my instincts, but you know, it's it's hard when you don't have, you don't see it. If you don't see it and it isn't normal, then you're like, okay, well, I must have to stop, you know. But if you're around women who are still breastfeeding and encouraging it, then it's like, well, gosh, there's nothing wrong with it. And we're still enjoying it. My son still enjoys it. And it's not a problem for me. So let's keep on going. So how about you, Chelsea? Um, I definitely don't think that we would be at where we're at now. I think for me, um, part of what was so rough early on in breastfeeding was I was so stressed about it and I'm someone that wants to do things correctly and Mm -hmm. so all the different positions and things that you know I kept reading about that the baby should be in and how I should be holding them I think that stressed me out so much because I was so concerned about doing it right and having the right angle and um, going to the Wednesday support group with the tribe of women there and one just seeing like there was a bunch of older babies there too at that time seeing like hey these babies you know are are older and thriving and their moms you know survived past the first couple months okay so maybe I can do this and then the other thing because when I first got there I was like I only know like how to feed my baby really like in this very specific way right now this specific position I was like I don't know if I can do that here oh no like what am I gonna do and just looking around the room and watching all the other women women feeding their babies and be like oh okay so they're just kind of like doing this and this person's doing that Mm -hmm. so maybe like I can be a little more relaxed about this I don't have to be so stressed like you know we can kind of just find like a natural way to be and then once I kind of got past that and saw just 
how everyone does it differently. I was like, ah, oh, these stupid books on ideas and diagrams. I need to get them <laughs> out of my head. And I think that was kind of a breaking point for us where I was able to relax enough to kind of, you know, move forward. Cool. So, Rosie, do you feel like you'd be where you are in your breastfeeding journey without your mama tribe? Absolutely not. I probably uh, gave up a long time ago because uh, there's no support around. Like, uh, if I don't find my mama tribe where I can fend and ask and look for support, uh, I probably give up, like, around his six months old. But now we're 22 months, and yeah. I don't see ends anywhere, <laughs> anywhere near, so... I'm really glad that I find my mama tribe. Absolutely. And and Abby, how, how can other moms start a badass breastfeeding Facebook group in their own city? Oh, okay, yes. You can go to um, the Badass Breastfeeder Mama Tribe Meeting Point is the name of the Facebook group. And you can go into this group, and once you're in the group, there is a um, a file in the in the group. It's called the Mama Tribe Directory. And you could just go in and you can see, you know, first of all, check to see if there's already one in your area because there might be. There's um, nearly 200 already in nine different countries. Yeah. So it's a very big thing going on. And, there, you know, there's women coming all the time um, looking for people. So it's, it's a place where, where people are really, you know, it's growing and people are meeting up. And I, you know, I get the pictures. I get the notes. You know, they're, they're, they're meeting up. It's really happening. So... The Badass Breastfeeder Mama Tribe Meeting Point. You know, I would go and there and start uh, there. We have the founder of the Badass <laughs> Breastfeeder of San Diego in the studio right yeah, now. Tiffany. Yes, I heard that. I heard that towards the beginning. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty great. I have to admit, it's like been fun. Almost like 300. Yeah, I think we've got like about 350 people in the group. Yeah. Right out. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. We even have a couple of dads that have joined the group, and so yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> Can you believe That's what really you cool. started, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> you started a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. Uh, well, thank you so much, Abby, and to our wonderful panelists for sharing all of your amazing information about finding um, your breastfeeding mama tribe. We, we so love having you on the show, Abby. Thank you for your time. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I love I love the show, and I love being on, and the panelists are always so cool. I know. Aren't they fun? Um, and for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Abby will discuss her top five Favorite in-person and online resources for finding a mama tribe. For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. Hey there, Boob Group. My name is Denise Altman, and I'm a private practice IBCLC, otherwise known as a registered lactation consultant. Private practice means that I have my own business, and I specialize in prenatal education and breastfeeding support. This session is about prenatal prep to breastfeeding, something I definitely have an opinion about. In addition, this session is for grandma and daddy and other support persons helping the breastfeeding mama. Daddies in particular can really make or break a breastfeeding experience. Oftentimes, that important partner is mom's greatest advocate when the, when the partner is the daddy and then the dad is attending the class, most men think differently than women think. Daddies are great for remembering diaper counts, times and durations of feedings, that sort of thing. And we'll start taking notes about that, mental notes about that, those facts and topics during the class itself. 
when mom is in that emotional tailspin of being a new mother all wrapped up in that baby and that feeding experience, oftentimes it's dad who's the one that can kind of pull out those facts from his memory and use that male analytical thinking to help be supportive and help her figure her way through any difficulties or challenges. Grandmas are a great resource in the breastfeeding classes especially. Many grandmas, in my experience, are very interested in breastfeeding. They've heard enough through the media to know that this is how things are being done in this day and age. But often, grandma herself did not breastfeed or didn't have a positive breastfeeding experience. If grandma's educated prenatally, it's far more likely that she will be a help and advocate for mama. I love it when I see grandmas coming to feeding consultations or sitting in class because often they have lots of good common sense suggestions about baby care that just help mama as well. I hope that the information in this session can get you started on exploring your options. For additional tips on choosing a breastfeeding class, please visit my website at feedyourbaby.com and keep listening to the booth group. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, our show, Parent Savers, for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and Twin Talks, our brand new show for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health, or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.